Hello, everyone, and welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, our special side quest spoiler chat for The Last of Us Part 2. Before I introduce anyone, and before I say anything else, if you've not played this game, shut up, stop it, stop watching this, go finish this game. Brent, stop it. <laughs> But we've got a, an all-star cast here helping us discuss and break down The Last of Us Part Two. We're going to talk about themes. We're going to talk about characters, our favorite moments, what made us cry like a little baby, what made us cry again like a little baby, and then more crying. And that's what we're going to really talk about today is just crying. <laughs> but welcome, everyone. We are going to go around and do some introductions for you. You've seen every single one of these people on our content before, but in case you're unfamiliar, let's start with Jerrica. Introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. My name's Jerrica. And uh, I enjoy long walks on the beach and the occasional breakfast burrito. Um, <laughs> I also have a podcast with my co-host, Kayla. And you can find us at JK Games Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And, and you like guys have Apple one of the best intro the best. musics of mm. any podcast. <laughs> it's a phenomenal. Uh, then we've got, from Rhode Island himself, Matt. Say What's hey. up? Uh, yeah, I'm Matt, so I'm uh, at Matt from RI on Twitter, and this is the first time I've ever been considered part of an all-star of anything, so <laughs> I appreciate that, Chad. Um, I have a podcast, Average Nobody's. I do it with my buddy Ryan and Adam. We just talk uh, talk movies, TV shows, a little bit of video games sometimes, but I'm usually the only one that plays them, so that's what I do. Intro music, not as good. Ooh. No, it's not. It's it's actually nothing. It's not intro music. It's just me. There's no intro music. Podcast I can hook you up. Intro music. Oh, I would love <laughs> yeah. that. That would yeah. be great. Let's do it. Dallas, you are next up on our list. Tell everyone about you and your post. I'm not even going to say you pooped because <laughs> I don't want to let the people in on your personal life. Yeah, so they don't need to know that people about we're late because I just had to take a dump. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Dallas. I don't have a podcast. So, I just play games and I love them. Awesome. <laughs> and he's great. He's the best. He's the best dad in the world. Oh, All right, everyone. Last but certainly not least, we've got our friends from Nerds at Large. Yes, Nerds plural. At Large. <laughs> Jeff and Darby. You can choose which order you want, but it has to be Jeff first. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. Jeff. I have, like Chad said, from Nerds at Large. Uh, if you're watching the video, I like plushies. <laughs> <laughs> nice Jeff's thing. Yep. Yep. He's about all mine. <laughs> and I'm Darby. I'm also from Nerds at Large. Um, I was an All Stars in Little League one year, so I'm pretty familiar <laughs> with being an All Star. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thanks everyone for being here. We're gonna have a rousing discussion. There's not really a great place to jump in and start, other than let's start by just saying, do you recommend the game to people? Like on a yes or no? Can you give a thumbs up? Thumbs up if you recommend it. Thumbs down if you don't recommend it. Two thumbs up. It looks like everyone has their thumbs up. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. That has been The Last of Us 2. <laughs> Spoiler discussion. Everyone go play the game. Enjoy um, <laughs> No, I actually wanted to start the discussion, whoever wants to jump in first, with do you prefer Ellie's section of the game or do you prefer Abby's section and why? Uh, I'll, I'll jump in first. I, I definitely, this is easy for me, I definitely prefer Abby's section. Uh, not even going into the implications behind their motivations, and all of that, uh, I just feel like her 
skill set that you can upgrade. It just fits my playstyle more. It was more aggressive. I'm not a sneaky, sneaky type player. I like to get out and like even with Ellie too, I was just like jumping out and fighting, punching and you know. But with Abby, you could do that. You have the pipe bombs. You have like the in-your-face combat, and she's just a badass. So I think it fit more my playstyle, and I definitely enjoyed playing more with with her section. Definitely. Because she's jacked and she can do pretty much anything. <laughs> just <about that>. Yeah, <laughs> I think I remember the very first time we saw her in the theater, and it was like the first cutscene we had seen her in the future, and it was just like the, that's all I could think about the whole time was not oh my god, everyone's about to die. It was just like holy shit, look at her arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was perfect lighting. It like yeah, she had just come out from the rain. It was just like perfectly like yeah, it, she was jacked. The monster. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and just I also agreed with Abby because also I mean the combat is definitely one thing, but from a story perspective, as soon as I realized that's the direction they were going, I thought like that was such a ballsy move that could have gone so wrong. And even with Naughty Dog, I was walking into this like, okay, guys, like tread carefully because this is this is going to be really hard to build Abby up in just this like half of a game. And then by the end of the game, I didn't realize I was feeling that way. But when you got to those final interactions and I was pretty sure someone was going to die, I found myself wanting Abby to be the one surviving. And I'm like, how did I get to this point? This is crazy. I think the game was already great, but that whole Abby section is what made this transcendent, in my opinion. Jerrica, which one did you prefer? I definitely went back and forth. Um, of course, playing as my girl Ellie, like that's, I mean, I'm so connected to her character and her like having the banter with Dina, like I, you know, you know, as a, a gay woman, it's pretty cool to see in this game, like the main story and they're all the details they're adding to their relationship. So I was instantly like super connected to what was happening with her. Um, and then the certain events that happened, um, I wasn't, I was a little, ugh, I don't like playing as Abby. Um, but back to, um, um, I f forgot who said they liked her play style, but she was way more fun to play as. I enjoy playing as Abby more. Um, she won me over though, because I can tell you the banter, I, I could see like the banter with the companions they had really made my experience. So Lev and those um, situations that Abby faced like really like I could I can't choose I enjoyed playing both of them it was tough Dallas you look very thoughtful and contemplative I, I can't really choose I, I if you put a gun to my head I think I'd choose Ellie um and mostly I think both of Jerrica's and Matt's points where Matt's play style suited Abby more I think Ellie's more my style I was stealthing around. I love that she had a knife and I'd have to craft shivs all the time. That was the worst part of the first game, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> and then the banter, the banter that Allie had with, with Dina, like, and even Jesse, it was just, I loved it. I loved every second of that. But Abby definitely won me over by the end of her play, her gameplay. But I think I'd pick Ellie. Jeff, you have a preference? <sighs> Not really. I've been trying to obviously listen and think because I didn't really think about which one I preferred. Um, kind of like a mouse thing, I generally prefer Abby's play style more. Um, while I definitely tried to stealth more, I suck at it. I just suck <laughs> at playing this game. So 
it was a lot easier to try to get out of things with Abby. And even from a stealth standpoint, I was so much better with the crossbow than the Ellie's yeah. regular bow. Personally. Yeah. Yep. So definitely. That made even the stealthing part for me easier. For that standpoint, I probably prefer Abby. From a story standpoint, it's hard because Ellie's story is really good, which, you know, seeing like how. What she's kind of become through the years and all that and her flashbacks and all that that we saw throughout her story. But just the the balls of Naughty Dog to do what they did with Abby is just so interesting that it's kind of hard to compare. And very interesting going through that, knowing the fate of most of the characters and lear- um, learning the fate of a couple characters. We didn't see like Manny. He was like one of the ones from the crew we didn't really see during it. It's like, what happens with him? Oh, okay, that's what that's happens. What that was yep. brutal. That... <laughs> Just straight up shot oh in the head. Yeah. Phew. <clears throat> I found myself, I, I really enjoyed, obviously I'm biased towards Ellie because we had a whole game with her beforehand mm-hmm. and we've, we've seen her and we know her so much more because of her journey with Joel. But I, I enjoyed the dialogue between her and Dina more than I enjoyed, um, I, I enjoyed it from like a, an entertainment perspective, like a, running around the world, listening to them talk, made me laugh, all of their kind of conversations together, seeing them like fall in love more than the weight of the conversations that seemed to happen around Abby's playthrough with everything of her learning and discovering about the, the Seraphites with Lev and um, kind of transforming from the wolf to be more sympathetic towards the, the Seraphites. Like that I feel like was more profound and more meaningful conversations. But obviously, like, I was more attracted to the, the comedic and, and lighthearted mm-hmm. and, like, lovey kind of stuff. But I feel like every time that I played as Ellie, I hated doing anything she was doing. Like, any decision she was making, I just, I wanted her to do the opposite. <laughs> so much so that I was, like, literally not pushing the buttons. I was just, like, sometimes I would just pause it and be like, stop it. Stop it. Stop stabbing dogs, please. <laughs> Anything that Ellie was doing, I hated doing. I mean, it's kind of an entire game full of the end of The Last of Us Part 1, where you can't, you have no choice. Like, this is not what you want Joel to be doing, but you kind of understand why he's doing it. And this is this entire game with Ellie. Every single time, you just want to grab her and shake her and, like, stop this. But you also completely understand why she's doing it. And it's just heart-wrenching <laughs> i think i was telling yeah. chad after i beat the game i was like i'm exhausted <laughs> oh yeah like a lot of those scenes like i'm just and they need to trademark exhausted play <laughs> naughty dog is known for exhausted play games um but yeah i agree with that you should put it in the rating rated e for exhausted yeah, exactly. yeah right exactly <laughs> rated e for exhausted yeah i, I text, I text for you guys stop it, please when when i was in the basement of the hospital I just had enough. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I just, I don't want to do it. It was just so exhausting. I think that's one of my favorite things about this game. I, I think about, as you get towards the end of the game, you literally just don't want to play it anymore. You're ready for it to be done. And I think that's why when you get to the farm for the first time, and you see Ellie's life after all of this has happened, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> she's happy, she's got a family, she's raising <laughs> sheep. And you're just like so ready for it. And then when she goes back out and you realize you have to take control again in Santa Barbara. And I'm just like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Right. I don't, I don't want to play this anymore. And I'm exhausted from the game, but it's brilliant because she's exhausted as well. Like she can't, she can't just finish. She's not done. She's not ready to just leave all of it behind. She's tormented by it. She has to finish it or else she can't find peace. So I think that was really brilliant the way they did that. 
and it kind of translated to the gameplay as well. And then finally, when you are done with it, you're just as Jericho said, you're just you're spent. You're exhausted. It's like I can't I can't do anything else right now. Yeah, I was unless you're a madman like Matt and you immediately just restart <laughs> and play it all through again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean that like you were saying, Chad, that last that last fight scene between uh, the fight between Abby and Ellie and where Lev's in the boat. Like I would, uh, there was two times where I just didn't. I just put the controller down. I was like, I don't want to be a part of this. I, I don't, don't make me, like, don't make me do it. I don't want to be a part of this. And for honestly, I really thought that the ending was going to be that Ellie was going to finally do what she came to do. And it, like, was it worth it for her? Like, that was going to be the big question. And I am glad that, you know, it, for me, I'm glad that, you know, Abby and Lev were able to get away and Ellie kind of, like, you know, left defeated in a, cer in a certain way. But, I mean, I just, like, there was some scene I just didn't want to do it. It, it first, it, I think it first hit me when you're chasing Nora through the hospital and you get to the end and you finally, like, confront her. And there were some fun scenes of fighting the infected in there and, and everything. But you get to the end and she's against the doors and she realizes that Ellie is infe isn't infected. And she's, she's breathing the spores. And then you get that angle, the down angle, the up angle from Nora's perspective, and you just see the square button pop up. And you're like, this, like, oh my God, like this is, and I, it gave me chills. And I just, I, I remember standing up and being like, no, like you can't just make, just make it a cinematic, just do it for me. Don't make me do it, you, you sick bastards, like honestly. Uh, so yeah, that was, and like by the end, like you said, I just, there was, I just didn't want to do it. I just was, I was spent. I was like twice, I was like spent. I didn't want to do it. I think it's a testament to this game that I got to the end and whenever it was the final battle with Ellie and Abby, I intentionally pressed nothing to let it go. And I, I knew that there wasn't going to be some, like, I was trying to get the Ellie doesn't attack ending that I knew didn't exist, <laughs> but I had to try for it yeah. because if it was there, I had to try to find it. I was like, I don't want to do, I don't want to press this button i do think that that's just a testament to what they did with these characters and like my brain kind of had to make a snap judgment where i'm like no just <laughs> I, I don't i can't do any of that and um yeah i'm curious for anyone like it sounds like a lot of people eventually ended up liking abby some people liked it even better than ellie i'm curious what the switching point was because i know right off the bat i was in a text chat with matt in dallas and i think it was dallas said I feel sick. I can't believe I didn't just let her die and get eaten by the infected. I hate that she survived. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what was the turning point for you? Do you remember a, a moment in playing as Abby that you're like, oh, shit, I think I'm on her side? For me? Sure. Um, it was when you had that flashback with her father and you let the zebra out of the... Uh, out of the wire, the bob wire. That's when I was like... 100% They're going to make yeah. me love this fucking girl, aren't they? Like, I... I think I texted you I wanted her to fall off that cliff when she's like shimmying in, in the beginning with Owen. I was like, why didn't I should have just jumped off that fucking cliff? Like, I can't stand this chick. But yeah, once once that flashback happened with her father, I was like, ah, oh, they're going to make me. They did it. They, they made me love this woman. And, I, I, you know, I don't want her to die now. Like, it, it was amazing how, how they pulled it off. It just and it wasn't much. I mean, didn't take much. I think that's the most interesting thing that it didn't take much and to think about the act that you know what she did because um, I thought for a moment like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to play as her but like I love this game I want to see where this goes how how's Naughty Dog gonna win me over 
and it was little moments like that flashbacks and i'm like oh i see what they're doing here um and then also like i started noticing like the things like she was scared of and that made me care about her like her fear of heights like i missed that at the beginning but if you are playing you'll notice if you get towards the edge of a cliff she like just starts shaking yeah mm. i thought that was so wild um but yeah, when she met Lev and I forget the chick's name. Yara. 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 Um, it was really interesting. I was wondering how that would turn out between them. And just seeing her lose everything, lose her friends, and finding like her family with those kids and then Lev and that. So I was just like, well, I feel bad for you. <laughs> and I like you. I don't want you to go down this path, just like Ellie. So... It was interesting for me. Like I didn't, I didn't really need convincing that Joel could be a villain character in a different story for a different person. Because I mean, the last, the first Last of Us plays with the preconceived concept of heroes and villains that we have in media, traditionally telling you this person you're playing as is going to be the hero, and then the end of that you know kind of jerks the steering wheel i don't think it jerks it to villain because i don't think there are heroes and villains in this it's just joel is a very gray character and this takes that idea and runs with it makes a whole game with it so i mean from the time abby did that that scene with joel which we definitely have to talk about that scene i mean i think it's probably the most impactful scene i've ever seen in a video game i actually like recoiled with my heads on my hand or my um head, my hands on my head but like i a hundred percent even from that moment even before i knew her um motivations i know who joel is we've played a whole game as joel like i it makes sense that someone he could have harmed someone that would be this out to get him and the game definitely kind of you 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 are like you're immediately side with ellie but then the game kind of shifts that and like you could have had a whole first game about abby and if you did we would all be pulling against <laughs> We would all be pulling for her to get revenge on Joel. It's just like I, I thought that was really well done, and that's why, like from the get go, I knew that like Abby is not going to be a villain. Like there's going to be more to this. I never expected to play as her for half of the game, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was I played The Last of Us one a couple months ago just to to prepare for this one, and one thing I didn't realize the first time is that like that's the end of that game is not the first time that Joel is a like nest like quote-unquote bad person or makes makes a wrong choice like it's littered throughout that entire game his background is the things that he did after the outbreak uh he's he's not a traditionally good person so knowing all of that could catch up to him one day i think by the time we got to him finally dying i think maybe it was with matt and dallas as soon as you guys like we all finally saw joel die so we could all three talk about it together i think the, the thing i responded with was like you know the shitty thing is that i kind of get it like i yeah. i get it like i understand where abby's coming from he slaughtered a ton of people hey, he just to save it, ellie basically yeah yeah he kind of he kind of did which sucks because i love fucking him. love right. joel well what yeah. makes you love him but the, yeah the what he did for ellie because if you know if you see things through her eyes now that we get in that cutscene from this one, it, you know she was upset with him. So like, what? Like you just loved him at because you played as him. Like it's just it's so it's so weird to. That's another interesting thing I think that Naughty Dog did to us was he, they made us love a guy who's just, you know, he's not a good guy, but we all love that guy. It's, inter it's interesting how you know, 
how love plays such a big like pivotal thing in this game because like i love that he loves her that much i think that was it like you put yourself in his shoes and like can you make that same decision um i couldn't because i'm just not a badass i'm like i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i give up can we can we compromise here let's um but i guess that's the reason why i'm just so connected to him just you can especially in this game and the flashbacks you can see it in his eyes like how much he cares about her and it just makes it just breaks my heart um, you, because really, he's not a good guy at the same really time really sad in a fucked up way he kind of in his last dying breath saw how much ellie cared about him yeah. as she was uh-huh. screaming over his almost dead body just, i mean Neil after Druckmann years of I, just being uncertain where they stand in their relationship to finally yeah. see that no she does love him she does care about him and want him to live and Oh god, that Whew. seeing seeing Whew. what I love about this game is that that already was a rough moment for me, watching him die and seeing her yell out. But then, as you go through the game, seeing the conversation flashbacks oh. to where like yeah. there was a moment where they're fighting in um or where they're where they're in the the barn yeah, that, and they're all dancing and then Joel comes and she yells at oh, him man. and she says, "I wrote it down." Hold on, she's like, "I don't need your fucking help, Joel." The, the look of disappointment and on his when face. I, when they yeah right and when in my brain i was putting the timeline together i was like shit is that the last thing that she said to him before he died and is that what she's so guilt-stricken over and i started just bawling right yeah i was like well i get it actually they show us what the last thing they um ellie actually says to him it's like i guess the last spoken dialogue is them what the shows after that party where ellie pretty much says i don't know if i can forgive you but i'll at least try right Yeah. yeah And God, that's like that the last. Me. And that, 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 that was the between last those thing. two thoughts too. It's like I don't know if I can forgive you for that. Right. And then I was like, "Fuck!" And then I started crying there. And she says, "But I'd like to and try." Then and then like, crying. Oh my god! No, I'm crying and for a completely crying different reason. I'm crying, and everybody's fucking crying. Yeah. I honestly can't think of anything I've ever watched, read, really that use flashbacks so well, so like well. insanely well, to where it's almost like a. It was a. It, Usually you can sort of see what's happening, but they were just strategically. I didn't even think we were going to get the scene with the dance. I was like, where is this? Does it exist? Mm -hmm. Um, So when to see it finally happen near the end of the game, the very end, and that was like the moment before everything happened. It's that was pretty surprising. Very impactful. It has a completely different like it has a completely different feeling where it was placed than when we watched it at E3. Like it's just the exact same footage, but you feel so differently about, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, That was at the beginning of the game. Ellie's gay. If it was at the beginning of the game, it wouldn't (laughs) have been the same. Before it was all about the kiss. (laughs) Yeah. Best kiss I've ever seen. Better than a six. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Way better. It's such an interesting point to bring up. The the fact, like, I, I wanted to talk about the marketing campaign of this game and the trailers that they showed and how those trailers actually ended up being used in the game. Because there was a point at which I was I was thinking to myself, I was like, I literally don't think anything they showed us is in the game. I think they lied to us. I was maybe halfway through the game. I was having this thought. I was like, we got we know the scene that they showed with Joel talking to Ellie on the bed, and she's like, I'm gonna kill all of them. We know that was a lie because Joel's dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like. I wonder if the barn scene, if we're never going to see that, and it's just like referencing something that happens just before the game. And then it even got to the point where seeing the very first thing we saw, the the uh, torture scene with uh, what turned out to be Abby being strung up. Like I thought, oh, maybe that wasn't even something from the game. Maybe that there was a, a point at which um, 
you were reading a note or a series of notes about a family. Where was it? it was, I, I can't remember where it was, but it was like, hey, we tortured this. Oh, it was walking through the museum at the end of the museum. Uh, finding the notes are like, oh, yeah, we tortured this, this family. And I thought that was referring to the torture scene that we had seen in the trailers. I was like, I don't think we're going to see any of mm. this. And then to like figure out that, yeah, most of it's just like in the very end of the game almost. In fact, halfway through the game, I went back and was like, I'm just going to rewatch that trailer since I thought it was about that family. <laughs> and I rewatched the torture scene. And then I recognized Abby and I was like, oh. <gasps> I'm not supposed to see this. And I shut it off. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> yep. I know I've already seen this, but I shouldn't be watching this. The thing that surprised me. But I'm curious, like, was that effective for you? Did you like that? Yeah, because I think I text you guys right away when Jesse is the one who grabs you from behind when you're in Hillcrest there, I think. You know, you're sneaking through and you jump down and then you get grabbed behind from behind. And I think in the trailer mm -hmm. or in the gameplay demo that they showed, it was Joel, I think, from what mm -hmm. I recall. So I'm right. like, oh, yeah. well, it's going to be Tommy. You know, we're, we're looking for Tommy. You know, he's out here somewhere, so it's going to be him. But then when it was Jesse, it fucking blew my mind. I was like, oh, shit, Jesse. <laughs> so, yeah, that, they, it was masterful the way they, they kind of hid certain things and, and tricked you into believing certain stuff. So I'm so glad they did that. Yeah. yeah. yeah the fact they hid Abby was so good. I mean, but. Like Chad was saying, we did see her in that trailer. We didn't know it was her and all that. But the fact they didn't even mention she was playable to the point where I saw some reviewers complaining when reviews were coming out. They they couldn't talk about some problems because it had to do with like the second half of the game. And they could not say anything about it. But that's obviously because you were playing as Abby there. And I'm so glad Naughty Dog slash Sony put that in the reviews because I, I did not want that to get out. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so glad that was such a surprise. That's the bummer about this game is like this is the worst possible to game to get so many leaks because this game like it would still be good but you would be missing so much if you had the spoiled because mm -hmm. I had like every single session I played had at least one like oh shit moment <laughs> like audibly of like what you know I did not predict almost any turn going through this game which yeah, I'm just such a sucker for the kind of subversive like telling narratives in a in a kind of unconventional way i'm a big sucker for that and as soon as i because i thought the seattle day one and two meant that we were going to get like another state one and two and then another state one and two kind of mm -hmm. like the first last of us but as soon as you go to abby and it says seattle day one i'm like oh shit here yeah, we go that, yeah that was a big moment for me too i was like oh shit i'm gonna play as abby now through these three days that's it's incredible I, that was like such a huge moment and that would be that would have been awful to have been spoiled ahead of time or have been like given like you know like there's two basically two halves to this game mm -hmm. um, with two different characters that would have been terrible and it totally flipped my emotion like it just you were at this point with ellie's story when abby um confronts her and like you feel these emotions like oh my god what's about to happen like someone's about to die and then you just go back in time and start playing her character what a reset yeah. emotionally you're just like okay <laughs> Let me get my legs. Like, what's happening? <laughs> well, yeah. can we talk about the fact that I like I this this game more than any other movie, book, game, anything I've played. I 
honestly believed anybody could die at any time. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> anytime there was a gun involved with people, like even me and Jeff both said it's kind of crazy in hindsight, but we both were worried when Abby was pointing the gun at Ellie there. I was like, is Abby about to just kill her? And we play as Abby. Like yeah. I was worried for everyone's safety. Yeah. yeah. When, when and there were like only five named characters I think that survived till the end of the game. Or maybe a couple more than that, but once we saw throughout the game, only like five lived. Most were killed off at some point. Yeah, yeah that and so many of them unceremoniously, right. like just yeah. that's what blew randomly a split second shot of the head. <gasps> Boom! What? Oh shit, Jesse! Oh <laughs> shit, Jesse, Manny! Manny. That could oh, happen? God, dude, terrible. Um, that that's something. And to know that, it was Tommy that shot him too. Uh, I'm sorry, Jeff. Uh, that was something that I think really at the end of the game kind of it like terrified me because i didn't want ellie to die in the last fight with ellie and abby i didn't want ellie to die so i was telling matt like matt asked me he's like what do you do i was like dude i fought with all my might because i was afraid that abby was uh ellie was gonna die and when you get to the end of ellie's three days and the guns pointed on you what made me want to keep pushing through is to find out, is she going to die right there? Then when you find out she doesn't die, then I'm like, I got to keep pushing through and pushing through. And I didn't want her to die the whole time. And it just, uh, it was just very stressful the whole time. It, you know, it's not knowing, because like you were saying, Darby, who knows when who is going to die? And it could have been Ellie at any moment, in my opinion. <laughs> so, so stressed. My, my second replay... In that theater, when you first see Abby come into the theater and she shoots Jesse, um, I didn't notice. Like you don't see Lev at all, right? In that in that first, right. which I noticed the second time. You don't like because obviously later on you see him. He's with Abby because they they sneak in together. But they did such a good job of hiding that whole that whole second half like narrative, completely shielding it from you. And then that line that Abby delivers is like. I mean, a gut punch. It's like, we let you live, and you wasted it, and then cut to black. Laura Bailey appreciation. We have to. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. God. Just the line and the the delivery, too. It's just, it's incredible. It just was like a straight gut punch, and I was like, oh, my God, Ellie, you done fucked up. Like, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, and it's so cool, because that line means so much different when you hear it a second time when you have gone through Abby's. At first, at that moment, it's kind of like, well, screw you. Yeah, we did. We did come back. We came back. Why wouldn't we come back? When you get to the end, you really are like, Ellie, this didn't have to happen. Like, this whole thing didn't have to happen. Yeah, and then I was like, when I got to that moment the second time around, I, when uh, every time you're going through Seattle and, and Ellie is marking up that map, I'm like, stop marking the map. Stop it. Because Abby's going <laughs> to find this map and she's going to know exactly where you are. Stop it. Stop marking the map. Stop it. I think one of the, one of the most difficult moments for me to play and... This might have been like the first time where I was like, Nora, yes, I, I got it. You're sitting there, you have to push the button, and it's tough, but I was able to do it. But the first time that I was like actively no is when you're sneaking into the theater as Abby, and you are, and, it, and it, you have to shoot at Ellie. And I, I literally, I was like, no, no, I said out loud, I was like, no, I don't want to. I let Ellie I kill me. I, put my I was like, down. I'm just going to let Ellie kill me at least once here. <laughs> I'll come back and play it again, but I'm going to die once here. Go ahead, shoot me. It's like, if, if they make me kill Ellie, this person that they've made me fall in love with over 30 hours, exactly. I'm going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I she she also has some reasons that she should die, but still, True. if I have to do it, yeah. right. I'm going to throw right. up. 
I just didn't want That's to die love about in general, so. What I love about this game is they make you viscerally want to go start arguing for someone, but then someone could immediately turn all those things back for the other person. Like you can make the exact same, but, but Abby did all of this, 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 this. Like, oh, Ellie did this, 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 this. Joel did this, 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 and this. It's like you 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 feel this attachment to characters even though and you kind of like in your head push away the bad things they've done you know and it's uh, who is the character that joel is delivering ellie to in the first game what is her name the one who the firefly who's at Maggie, the hospital something like that starts with the m marlene marlene marlene, marlene. Yeah, like, yeah. i another great uh jerick i think you said the, the use of flashbacks Another great flashback scene was you have the other side of the conversation with Marlene and mm. Abby's dad in the and she's fighting for, you know, for Ellie not to die obviously, but she understands what needs to be done and then she's like she's like you could cuz in the in the first one you kind of get the thing where she's you kind of like see her as like a ruthless like this has to be done for the good of mankind, but really behind the scenes she's already trying she's already gone through this flood of emotions about having to hand this young girl over to be killed essentially for the good of the population and i thought that was brilliant that they were able to do that because it, it it you know you get more with abby's dad and you also get that other side of marlene mm -hmm. that you didn't get in the first one i thought that was great for great character building in that yeah. moment too you also get the like she she asks him she said if it was your daughter yeah like would this change your mind and then to see abby this is the first time that we like get somebody saying yeah you would like seeing abby come into the room is like if it was me i would want you to do it this is before we heard ellie be pissed off about the decision before we even knew ellie knew about the decision mm -hmm. yeah and i was like oh shit that brings so much more to this conversation than we had right. previously yeah and it's unfortunate too because ellie like she said didn't have she didn't get the opportunity to make that decision the one that a a abby had just said you know she didn't get the opportunity to make that because joel made the decision for her and that's what those flashbacks that's one of the reasons why like obviously there is like people there's good dissent for the game but when people talk about feeling betrayed saying that you know joel wasn't a big part of the sequel he was killed off unceremoniously at the beginning what the hell my pushback is always that like joel has fingers like all over this game with the fact that you know his actions are what caused the whole game but also those flashbacks are like so crucial to the narrative the actual plot and to like how we feel about all these characters going through like every time joel has a very very big role in this game through the flashbacks and through like his effect on ellie and everything like you are i don't think you ever go too long in this game without thinking about joel and some mm -hmm. some and not even just joel but just the past in general like the previous game matters a lot for this you know for everything happening here and those flashbacks just the way they paced out that information like the fact mm -hmm. that you don't learn that ellie knew until you've already played her halfway through and it mm -hmm. kind of like shapes the way you think about her whole mission where it's like oh so she's not completely blind she knows yeah be she before that i was waiting to like it being some kind of drama thing where someone tells her what happened and that may make her think but Learning that she knows and she's still going on with it is like okay, okay. It, she sees it all in this. She cares for Joel no matter what, and that's was I guess nice to see from a narrative standpoint. Yeah, I was I was like you. I was waiting for for her to get like to Abby, and then someone break the news to her like, dude, right. you were supposed to save the world, and Joel didn't. And then she was gonna have this like what? But no, to know that she already knew that going into all of this. Yeah, that was my mind. Yep.
That was crazy. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the themes of this game uh, and what you, like what you got out of it. What's the big idea, the message that you think that this game is really trying to push out to the world? For me, I think about, even though our lives are not to that extreme, <laughs> there's, you know, clickers not running around. Um, thank God. Thank God, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I do think about it, and with this, it's given me a lens to think when someone's maybe done me wrong, or may, I am so hard-headed sometimes, me personally, and just seeing someone else's perspective and I, you know, you've never, have you ever been obsessed with something and you just sort of lose sight of the things that are in front of you, so to speak? I think for me, that was the biggest message of this game is like through obsession and like anger and you just don't see what's right in front of you or like the bigger picture. So that's, that was my biggest takeaway from this game. Yeah. I, I something similar as well. The uh, I was listening to the kind of funny the 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 games cast they do with Neil Druckmann and um, Ashley and with Troy Baker and Ashley, um, and they were talking about the scene when the when the, you do the flashback to see Joel um, kind of come to Ellie's defense in the barn scene. And I was talking to Chad and Dallas about this earlier. You don't realize this, but that was the f- that was one of the first like face to face like head to head interactions they've had since Ellie went back to oh my god <laughs> went back to Salt Lake City and found out what happened at the hospital and then they have that you know that night they obviously get to have like that you find out later on you get to have they get to have that reconciliation and whatever but like I mean you can't be afraid to tell people how you feel like in the moment cuz like the next day you could just Ooh. have your head bashed in with a golf club and it's like it's unfortunate but like that was awful to me and like i i definitely relate to that in a lot of areas of my life but it just was like loud and clear and then also of course like how anger can lead you down paths that like you wouldn't want and that the person that you're you know trying to get revenge for wouldn't want you to do either um so and there was another thing in that kind of funny thing that um, Neil Druckmann said that like really stuck with me. He he said like before this game came out, he talked about how the first Last of Us was about love and the second one was about hate. But then on that podcast, he said that's actually bullshit. They're both about love, but part two is showing you the kind of sometimes the darker side of love and what you know you having a complete connection to someone can drive you to do terrible things in their name or to you know drive you to to defend your own family to do things that are unconscionable and i I thought that was very interesting but it's also this game is not it's very dark it's the darkest game i've ever played but that darkness makes like the scenes with ellie and dina like simple scenes like especially them at the end in that house i was about to cry just for like them playing about with the to? baby and everything. Oh I was my like, god! <laughs> I did cry multiple times in this game. They were definitely like cottage core lesbians. They had cheap. That's like me and my girlfriend's dreams. Awesome. So I was just so. I was like, when she left, I was like, what the well, fuck I, are you doing? So I was I was playing through the beginning of the, of the game again today. And when you first get to um, the area in Seattle where you're looking for the gas, Dina talks about when they go into the bank and they find all that money. And she's like, what would you do with all that money, Ellie asked her. And she's like, I'd, I'd get a big farmhouse. 
and you know they they got it which was, oh, I, forgot I, forgot that. That. I forgot about that i forgot about that my first thought it's like they got the farm i forgot about that <laughs> they did it i was like where's the clickers they're coming out of the woods they're in the barn they, everybody's gonna die here right they're gonna eat the baby like, what's up <laughs> good god that's all i could think of i was like this is, this is not gonna end like this but. I, a clicker sheep. Yeah. sheep <laughs> well, when you go in there, the, you know, like it's all dark. I'm like, oh no! Yeah, that was rough. That like PTSD moment Oof, was rough. Terrible. Yeah. After all, like that great, like the you know, like the golden hour lighting and yep. it just everything's dancing so great, the and they're happy dancing in the kitchen. They put on the record oh, and all that, and then. Yeah, and then the PTSD moment where she, it's like, what is it? She's like running down the stairs towards the door that mm-hmm. was, you know, like an extended mm-hmm. staircase, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that from where Joel was killed, yeah. and that was awful. In the entrance, in the interest of maybe saying one thing that's like maybe slightly negative, but I also don't even know what way I would do differently because I do think it fit. I did think that whole section and that whole arc of Ellie being like, you know, I just can't, I just can't get, I can't step away from the life. I have to go back and Dina being like, no, please don't leave. That was the one of the first times this game felt very tropey to me. Like that, that whole like arc and that whole, you know, it's like the cowboy who's leaving and his wife is like, no, you know, if you leave, I'm, I, we're done. <laughs> like, I just feel like I've seen that type of thing yeah. a lot. But at the same time, it did fit. So I, I, I you know, I, and it had a little bit of not, a different spin yeah. to it. You know, it's not the exact same that we've seen before. I, so speaking of the theme of the the game, for me, I don't, you know, I obviously don't think this is what they were trying to portray. But for me, it was it was all about regret. Like, I, like I spoke about that last fight with with Abby, and all I was just terrified that Ellie was going to die alone in that water, failing. You know, just just regretful she lost everything she lost dina she lost joel like i so to me it's like i felt like you gotta let go of your regret and not do the things that'll push you to regret things you know like she shouldn't have you know like tommy came there was like you gotta go and get him you you know we found her you gotta go get her you gotta go get her And, and like just it's almost like she was pressured into it in my opinion and she felt like she'd regret it if she she didn't go and get him or get her and yeah. I, that's what i was you know that's what i came across everything like even abby abby was like abby got away because lev told told her like stop like you're gonna regret this in, in my opinion you know what i mean that's how it all played out for me so to me the theme was mostly just regret I don't know if this is necessarily called a theme for the entire game, but at least a theme in it, especially towards the end, is maybe forgiveness. And this really just came from me thinking about the ending in those last couple scenes when Ellie let Abby go. And I'm trying to remember exact order, so if I'm wrong in any of this, someone let me know as far as the order of these scenes slash events. When um, Ellie's trying to drown Abby, you see a flash of Joel with his guitar, which we learn is that last scene the scene where they last talk to each other. And that's when we mentioned before, Ellie says, I, um, I don't know if I can forgive you, but I'd like to try. Um, and, you know, through this, I, I don't know if she directly said, but I think it's safe to say Ellie pretty much had the thought of, I can never forgive Al- Abby um, for what she did and all that. In some way, um, Forgiving Abby and letting her go might be her her way of getting closure with Joel saying, okay, maybe I can forgive Joel for what he did and kind of give 
gave her more of the idea of understanding of why Joel did what he did for because he loved her and after all that she's like I get it and kind of for, forgave Abby and in a way forgave Joel as well yeah, I think my cool. jumping off of that like that understanding piece my biggest takeaway from it was all about empathy and understanding those who are against you or are different than you and it it's all like empathy is all about like trying to put yourself in someone else's shoes and understand their situation and where they're coming from and we literally do we're putting ourselves in abby's shoes like for an entire half of the game but i see it all throughout and even with the war going on between the seraphites and the wolves like it's all there was a truce there and there's something that broke the truce and neither one of them can really even fucking say what did it like nobody yeah. knows who started the the break of the truce and if they would just talk to each other and realize it was a big misunderstanding if they were just like understand like, why are you angry at us why are we angry at you and realize that no we can coexist peacefully or even from ellie's point of view understanding everything that like why abby's doing what she's doing and and empathizing with it that's what this all was about to me and when you lose that sense of empathy and when you when you go in blind and you're hasty and you just don't want to understand what the other person is feeling, you lose everything. Yeah. Whether it's everyone that you love in this game or whether it's your fingers that allow you to play the guitar, like the song yeah. that links you back to Joel Ugh. and then eventually ended up linking you back to Dina. Like it, she's lost everything because of it. And so that's really like the biggest thing that I take away is the importance of empathy and just Absolutely. understanding those yep. that you're fighting with when i loved i love the arc of abby at the start where she's like you know fuck these scars and everything scar you know whatever all the time and then to see where she ends up with lev and yeah her and the i mean even me watching it like as soon as like ellie brought out the like knife to lev i was like don't you touch that boy <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like i swear i love you ellie but i swear to god like this is going too far i mean i just love that arc and I mean, that whole wolf, um, Seraph, like, war thing or whatever, that's definitely something that could have felt, like, underdeveloped or kind of like, this kind of came out of nowhere, like, these two factions or whatever. Like, on paper, that sounds like a lot to establish in one, like, really half of the game. game. But I really think they did such a good job. And having Yara and um, Lev, who, again, could have been very forgettable characters, but they're honestly probably two of my favorites. And that Lev is arc awesome. was just, yeah. Incredible and I think And Owen with that, too. Like, how Abby kind of keeps God, going Owen's back awesome. to this. After, after Owen, talked about, the, Owen? Um, after <laughs> so Owen talked about the scar that he couldn't kill, and that's something you don't even see, but that's just such a vivid picture, and it, like, matters so much. You even see her talking about it later, and it's just like, yeah, Owen is probably my favorite character in the entire game, which I didn't expect, but yeah, he was... Yeah, the aquarium, done together at the aquariums, fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so great. I wrote down, I was taking notes as I was going through the game, just like things that I loved or things that surprised me, and literally the very first time that we see Abby and Owen talking on the side of the mountain, looking at the camps, like planning how they're going to take, take care of them, that I wrote down, is like, man, everyone in this game is an incredible actor even mm -hmm. the throwaway characters like owen, owen. <laughs> not knowing that the second half of the game he's a huge part of it <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was Man, weird I the opening playing is her not knowing anything you know i wasn't spoiled i didn't see any of the leaks i had no idea who this woman was you know obviously we had no idea what they were doing there and you know to to go back and play it again today it's like 
it hits. I'm a, like a second playthrough is highly recommended. Like I don't play games sec- twice. Um, I think the only game I've ever played twice is like the original Le- Legend of Zelda. Um, so like <laughs> it's I, I'm gonna see this one through. I don't. Need, it's not even about the platinum. You know, I I want to do it to get the platinum, but I I just want to experience that story, knowing what I know, seeing those little things that that kind of hint towards stuff that you overlooked without knowing exactly what was going on. So, so are we gonna chat about like technical achievement in this oh, game at some point? Because let's do it. Yeah. Let's what, do it. What you mentioned, the scene um, with Owen and Abby when we first are introduced to them and they're talking, looking at the city. And, like, even thinking about a scene with Ellie from earlier, like, her face when she finds out that Mel's pregnant, she's, like, just disgusted. And, like, her face just, like, like, really? Like, she's being sarcastic (laughs) and angry. Like, I've never been able to see those types of emotions from any character in a video game. Yeah. It's amazing. It's truly amazing. Yeah. And that scene with Ellie hearing the joke and, you know, being like, so do you know what, you know? What did he say? Like, what's funny about a clock? What was the clock joke? Uh, it was, oh. what's funny about eating a clock? It, uh, yeah, yeah. And she's what's, like, what's the downfall of she's eating like, a clock? Yes. Yeah. That look she gives him, like, like there's was, so much nuance in the facial expressions. Like, we've yeah. hit movie levels. We just straight up hit, like, the actual <laughs> real actor yeah. levels. Even, yeah, even better than movie. Like, when I think about when CGI or, like, video games can't really hit that level it's it's mostly because of the eyes like the eyes in film is so mm-hmm. important yep. to conveying the emotion and there's such subtlety in it even to the point where like for pirates of the caribbean 2 when bill nighy was playing um davy jones everything about him is cgi except for the, his eyes they kept his real eyeballs and the rest yeah. of him was all cgi and to this was the first game i've ever noticed like oh my god the the micro movements they're able mm-hmm. to track with these actors incredible. and and convey all of that emotion was incredible astounding yeah and sound design was like one of the biggest things for me because even freaking 20 hours into this game i would shoot someone with a shotgun and go oh <laughs> god it just still felt visceral and like just unlike any other game and that never really went away for me i was like i'll get used to this eventually like i never (laughs) really felt like i got used to it you know in in one of my notes that i took i put like early on in the game i wrote that the the con like the hand-to-hand combat is so much more rewarding in this one than the first one and i think they make transitions so smooth between like fighting in an open area or if you're close to a wall it'll do an animation where like abby or ellie pushes them up against the wall or leans them over a ledge and you know you know she stabbed them with the with the shiver with uh ellie's knife i thought that was it it was incredible it felt so smooth and the dodging like didn't feel like wonky like it didn't it, it felt like it felt like i was really like dodging these attacks and then coming back at them i thought it was like it was tremendous i thought that that was um, just just amazing one thing that really stood out to me was i don't know if you guys have noticed but if you vault over something and you kind of your momentum carries into a wall they like brace themselves against the wall it's something that i don't think yeah. i've ever noticed in in a game before like you know usually your momentum carries you and you just kind of hit the wall and you, you know it just you don't see an animation yeah, right. of them bracing and stuff it's just it's like little details like that in this game just you know just immersed me into what i thought was real life to be honest with you it's like insane dude it's all those contextual animations that are so hard to do. And when they when they 
and when they showed off the gameplay trailer for the first time when you're like fighting mm-hmm. through the, the seraphites that was the thing that that surprised me most watching that gameplay it was like is that a scripted section where she's like going under the car and the sh- is that scripted when they're like fighting over the shelf but it turned out that no it's just all really brilliantly done contextual animations depending on where you are because yeah. you can see stuff like even in the very first uncharted when you're going in the submarine like as you're walking through a door he'll put his hand up on it like to kind of pass through it but that's stuff that has to be scripted to to have this right. big open area where you can literally do anything is mind amazing yes, yes. and then another Future's bright like yeah, another like <laughs> impossible to do in video games kind of thing that I thought was really really great and they flaunted it a lot was yeah. taking off Absolutely. and putting on Insane. clothing. I, yeah, like yeah, it's, it's good. It's it's literally like impossible up until this, this game, game came out to show someone taking off a shirt or putting on a shirt in a video game. It's wild, just because <laughs> polygons in the way that almost. But then in this game, you see so many people putting on jackets and like, yeah, yeah why don't you tend to my wounds? I'm just going to take off my shirt. We're going to do it really slowly. And you're going to see it the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Showed it off. So, I mean, yep. what did y'all think about the, I, I feel like we've, we've talked a lot about like the combat and now the tech or the um, story now, the technical stuff. What did y'all think about the combat of this one versus the original? Because, I mean, I definitely think like it's not. I don't think the changes are like the most flashy, crazy changes that you can like put on the back of the box. But even though you're doing a lot of the same things you did in the original one, it feels so much more open in every like combat encounter, especially because like I don't think you could go prone in the original one. I might be no, wrong. You couldn't. But like that was huge to me. Being able to run yeah. and like dive down behind yeah. some cover or something. Like like it just felt like if I wanted to do something, I could do it in combat. It, it definitely was like the least video gamey combat I think I've you know maybe ever felt because I just felt in control of mm-hmm. everything. You know, I agree. And I love when you were playing as Ellie. I love this and I hate this, but the addition of the dogs like that was literally one of the worst <laughs> yeah. things in this game was killing dogs. But it forces you to then take everything you've been playing that the style you've been playing with up until this point and be like fuck. It doesn't matter because he can smell me. Right. So I have to keep moving mm-hmm. or I have to take out this dog immediately. But there's five more dogs waiting around the corner. Yeah. So they took all of that and just like traps added Tra- a whole level traps. of anxiety to it. Just blow them up to little You're pieces. Right. I never used traps. I should have fucking used traps. <laughs> Instead, I was just macheting dogs in the back and crying. <laughs> no, but I was with you, Chad, on, on the traps. As soon as I found out I couldn't throw the traps, I was like, these are useless to me. They're, these, yeah. they're not useless <laughs> to the dogs. Yeah, yeah, you just put it where you see a trail and they just they yeah, definitely I, go I and smell a trap the traps and they twice. blow up. I think I only used the traps twice, and both times they completely saved my ass and got me out of a terrible situation. But then for some reason, I just like never ever used them again. I didn't. Cause... I didn't use them much because I usually was more stealthy than not. But like, if there was dogs, I usually used them because I thought it was the best way I... to kill them. I realized how useful the traps were when I was fighting Ellie as Abby the first time. Oh right, uh, yeah. I was like, oh, she was would set those bitches up so fast. So I'd be walking around like, oh, I'm gonna get you, and then this explosion. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, these are really good. The second time around, uh, I used those traps to my advantage when I don't know what part of 
through Seattle when you're climbing through, but you're there's a scene when you're in like a storefront and there's a door and the door gets you go up to the door to open it and it gets kicked through by one of the big seraphites with a huge hammer uh, the huge uh, pickaxe and I yep. just I just <laughs> littered the outside <laughs> so as soon as he came through like Ellie gets pushed out of the way and it, like doesn't take much damage from the traps but he just gets blown sky high it was perfect I was like oh no oh no not this time awesome. but another thing I kind of loved about the combat in this is that like it it I feel like a lot of times, normally in a video game, you walk into an area and it's like, okay, I need to kill everyone in this area to ge- keep going. This is a game where I felt no guilt at all about like finding my way through and just leaving because it's like I felt like I did something. Like I actually outsmarted them and like snuck my way through and left. And like I felt my I found myself almost like role playing more than I normally do because I'm like, yeah, if Ellie was coming in here. She wouldn't care about, like, if she could get through, she would just get the fuck through because, right. you know, yeah. you're a human being. And like Major I, point I, there, yeah. Yeah. I never felt any guilt at all. Usually I felt accomplished. I was like, fuck yeah, I got through them. <laughs> <laughs> or if you get caught in a very shitty situation, you just run to the door. Sure. But I also yeah. ignored <laughs> trying to run past everyone. I did that more than a couple times. I love the amount of combat encounters that I walked into it and I'm like, okay, there's 19 dudes here. Let's see what I have. Oh, I have a bottle. I have one <laughs> bottle and no ammo. Well, let's see how this goes. But that was, those were some of my favorite combat encounters where it's like, time to wing it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. You just have to, like, you, you desperately try to kill someone. It's like, do you have ammo? No, you don't. Fuck. It's like, get to the next do better. <laughs> I actually really liked the ability in this one that you could craft ammo for a lot of guns mm. yeah. and a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. That, because that, that added that complexity of like, do I form a bomb or do I make three bullets for my handgun? Right, right. Uh, rather than just like Molotov versus health kit. Hunting pistol. And it got you out of those. I love that yeah. so yeah. God, I love Me that too. gun. I, yeah. I mostly stay with the stealthy weapons. I, I was mostly a bow or a crossbow um, and a silenced pistol. You know, but... That that hunting rifle was perfect for any kind of clicker. Like, whew, I think it was a beast. Yeah, the hunting pistol with the scope. Yep, that yep. was like my favorite yeah. weapon. It really sucked. You when know what the, else is fun? The bottle for your silencer would you wouldn't really <laughs> notice when it went away. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I get this guy. They didn't like. Oh, what? Oh my god! Everybody knows. So when you sneak up and you feel so good about yourself, and you yeah. go, bam! I'm like, Dave. <laughs> uh. I got Dave. <laughs> you got Dave. Yep. Another thing I really loved using. You didn't really get to do this too often, but I did it in the subway scene where you have the people coming after you with the clickers and then in the very end in the compound in Santa Barbara yeah, like where you had the clickers go. and the runners chained up yeah. and I would just like sneak <laughs> yeah. my sneaky oh, yeah. little ass over there go click and then just <laughs> let them run and the whole combat <laughs> like the whole compound erupts oh, yeah. it was awesome good. yeah but I did that I did that once I let them free and then he just came and attacked me oh, immediately really? <laughs> <laughs> and then that once or twice with you me too I'm like well enough. dang yeah. yeah when you're when you're chasing down Nora it, right Chad, I think that's that scene, right? When you're going through, or maybe it was something different. But yeah, I was just like, and brick. And I just threw the brick, and, like, everybody. and everybody just like clashed right in front of me, and it was perfect. Oh, yeah. And I just hid and watched everything happen. Yeah, I was in the I was in the, the subway. It was when it was like bright red in the subway. Yeah. yeah. And I was, right, 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 yeah. there was a clicker coming at me, and I was like, damn it. And I could see the people on the other side, so I was trying to be sneaky. And then the other people saw me. 
but the clicker was still behind me, and I started running, and you could see them look at me and point their guns, and then they see the clicker, and they turn around and start running too, and then we're all running in a crowd together away from the clicker, awesome. and then I finally just hid in a car, and then the clicker ate them all to death. Uh, we we were talking about how like you know the war with the Seraphites and the wolves, like it, on paper, it might seem like too much for the game, but uh, you know too much to tell in in the span of this story that already has so much in it, but. You know, one of the reasons why it works so well is that Naughty Dog does this thing where they leave these, you know, the artifacts everywhere. Where you pick up a piece of paper and you read and you see these, you know, these paintings on the wall of the the uh, you know the person that the Seraphites pray to, and 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 all of that. So it adds so much to the game. So I want to ask everybody, what was your favorite thing you like came across like in the world, like as you were going through and like hunting things I, down? I have one. I think I already talked about. I feel about like it with a Chad, lot of us probably could have the same. I, one. Mine's definitely the the. I mean, it's not my favorite thing, but it was probably the most emotional, impactful thing was the the father in the aquarium in the chair, the dead father. I hope I don't find you sitting oh, in this yeah, fucking that chair. Was a really good one. That, yeah, that's the one that sticks. Fucking me. asshole kids. <laughs> yeah, I know. Such dicks. I have one. It's I actually took a screenshot of it. It's a page that you find from a kid's book, and it says it's a horse talking to a rabbit. Yeah. The horse or the yeah the horse says, "Real isn't how you're made," said the skin horse. It's a thing that happens to you. When a child loves you for a long, long time, not just to play with, but really loves you, then you become real. Does it hurt? Asked the rabbit. Sometimes, said the skin horse, for he was always truthful. When you're real, you don't mind being hurt. That was I it. loved that That's one. That's so good. So good. So good. I, I, I came across, in one of the apartments, you come across someone had got up and left a D&D &D game yeah. just, like, playing. Yeah. playing which, I, which I loved. And then you go into the other room, and you can see whoever this person was. They were painting minifigures. Yeah. And then you go up on the roof, and they have the archery thing set up. And one of the archeries above it says crit. And it has, like, the an arrow pointing to the head. I thought that was so yeah. good. That was cool. Nice. Nice. Honorable mention for the note that looks like... Uh, Nine-year-old Jerrica drew it with boobs and Dicks. penises. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was was that out of my notebook? It may have been. <laughs> hey, can we have a quick shout out for Employee of the Month? Dog. Oh, that's very proud. Yes, very good boy. I love how that was a puzzle where it's like, oh, the uh, combination for the safe is the month my good boy. Yeah, one employee, employee of the month. month. <laughs> <laughs> that's another thing. The safe. The way they went about, you know, getting the the combinations uh, of the safes were fucking awesome. That was the, fun. The combinations. I don't think, I don't think yeah, Don understands how safes work. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> here's, here's that code yeah. if for that safe. That's right over there. <laughs> the the I found fascinating. I found it fascinating that you were able to like you could find the code and it usually wasn't too hard. It was within you know the area you were in, or you had to look on a you know one of your artifacts you had. Mm -hmm. But also you could crack it by listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could you? I heard about that recently and I had no idea. It's tough, though. Yeah, I, I, I mean, you yeah, gotta go through. That. It is tough. Yeah, right. You gotta go through but all yeah, of them. And then also but that's nowhere near as satisfying as like reading a note that says, by the no. way, the safe is Christy's number. And the last two oh, like, if you need one. the last two digits. <laughs> and then you go in the wall and it's like, for a good time, call Christy and has her number. <laughs> yeah. There was one right. safe that I cracked without even knowing the code. I forgot. There was something sprawled on the wall somewhere and i was like oh that must be you know that must be the safe so i found the safe without having the note to tell me what it was i don't know was it, it might have been the calendar one i don't remember but there was one yeah i think it was the anniversary one no because i don't know there was one that i i, I remember getting 
get into the safe and was like, oh shit, I saw something. This is probably the code. And then I found the note later saying, this is the code. Like, you know, yeah, people yeah. should probably stop having the combination to their safes on their walls, right. like so close. <laughs> yeah. to their safes. Yeah, it's in the nightstand. Don't worry about it. Nobody will look here. And then a note telling you exactly where to find and it. And what's in it? Yeah. yeah, there's some guns in there if you need them. <laughs> they all happen. To, all safes happen to have ammo in it. It's just you know, nature. Seattle was a rough up. place, Jeff. Yeah. In 2013, apparently. <laughs> ammo, ammo, and self-help books. Yeah, yeah and pills. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of pills too. Lots of pills. Lots of pills. Abby didn't need any more supplements. She was she had enough. (laughs) (laughs) Is she that training facility she Uh, had at the stadium? That's another thing that blew my mind. Now we know why she's jacked. Just the scope of even Jackson. Like when you come over that hill at the beginning, you see like the you know the the scope of the city and. I'm mean, just yeah. so cool. Like yeah, I just yeah. want to explore every inch of this fucking place, and then awesome. going through the the, the stadium, and, and they mentioned how they were moving Mel to like a different section and shit, dude. It was I was like, oh, just and then you go yeah, to the, the, the dog cages and stuff. Like I'm like, this is just incredible oh. how they thought all this stuff, like all these the little dogs. details, just you know, made that world so real. It's amazing. Yeah, something was so cool about seeing a stadium like converted into mm-hmm. this like outpost. It, it makes perfect sense that would be like prime defensive territory like you have this giant structure that you can all put your stuff in and everything it's just as soon as like, you turn the corner and look out there it's like oh shit this is like you know there's so many like real light real world areas that like turned into post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. areas yeah. that was really cool and i've heard a lot of people say who are from seattle say that like oh shit there's where pax is oh shit there's where this <laughs> you know? uh speaking of like r- making things feel real i think the one moment in this game that pushes the edge of like almost making it feel unreal to me was the Resident Evil boss in the bottom of the hospital? Yeah, <laughs> that, that was almost yeah. jump the shark level. Sue. That is the thing I said to Jeff. I, I I said, you know what? Naughty Dog has been so grounded and so real for so long. They've earned a Resident Evil boss. Yeah. Like I, I'll give it. <laughs> I had no problem. They, 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 they've earned it. Um, I was just I don't stressed. Like it. I don't necessarily love it either, but they've earned it. You know. I think I heard it go scars. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole section was just so stressful for me. I I had it. Oh, I just, yeah. So like I didn't hate the actual gameplay element of it, and and you know the the, the Resident Evilish um, persona of it. But like I just had enough when I was getting down there. It's like I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to turn on this this generator. I don't want to fucking do it. I don't want to open these doors. <laughs> Fuck this girl's arm. I'm out of here. Like, <laughs> I would say the setup for that was really cool. Though when you're going down there, and she's like, "Oh yeah, like yeah. this was this was ground yeah, zero like, for Seattle's outbreak. No there. one's been down yeah. there. It's like, oh yeah. shit, these these infected have been like nesting down here for what thirty <laughs> something yeah. years. It's like or forty years. It's like, oof, this is gonna be rough." <laughs> Then you see the door open, and you see the giant, like, demon fleshy vagina that it birthed yeah. from, and then you Yay. see the blood trail like, going no, down the hallway. No, thank you. Like, I've got to follow that trail. Straight up looks like Genova Final Fantasy VII. Like you said, it, that's definitely the most, like, yeah. out there right. Last of Us has right. ever gotten. <laughs> but it, it my, deserves. My and then just seeing was... it shed clickers from its body. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, the worst enemy in this game is just, like, something that falls off of this thing. <laughs> 
my girlfriend was playing through that section in the hotel like going down and down and like it was so funny because she was like oh my god this part's been the scariest part like and <laughs> i was turned i turned around to see what where she was at and i was like oh no you haven't met satan yet you're in hell but you're not, you haven't met mr satan just keep going yeah, yeah. and she's like good god <laughs> yeah falling off that that bridge that was yeah. like from that point on i was like fuck this game dude you know like and it's weird because there was so much i like i expected the unexpected but even the unexpected stuff that i expected was still like blowing my mind you know like i didn't expect to fall off that bridge and then you know like i didn't i I expected manning to die like i knew he didn't die so far and then when we run into him again and i'm like oh Oh, he's gonna live, but no, he'll probably end up dying. And then, you know, he just takes a step back, bang! Like I'm like, oh yeah. shit! Like it's just, you know, that's why I didn't know if Ellie was gonna die the whole time. Like, uh, just... that's why I think if I play it now, I'll be able to just relax. I know what's gonna happen. I know Ellie's not gonna die. Yeah, you know, <laughs> just so so tense. I I played this thing. I went into it thinking uh, Dina was gonna die. Oh, uh, like, me too. I, I the lesbians never that, live. Like, <laughs> They don't. You see movies, TV shows, they, they always die. To kill your <laughs> Thank you, finally. God. I went into this game. I don't know how I got the idea in my head, but I thought it was like we, Me too. we knew Joel lived and I thought it was going to be about oh, she falls in love with this girl yep. and then somebody kills, kills this girl. Her, yeah. It's all about. So like, she's wearing her in bracelet. In the beginning. Well, yeah, oh, that's, oh, that's right. Yeah. In the in the pre-trailers, the fact that she was wearing her bracelet, that's what everyone, oh, yeah. myself included, was like, oh, okay, well, Dina's dead, and this is a revenge thing with Dina. As soon as they had that scene where it's like, oh, here's my bracelet or whatever, I was like, oh, look, look at these clever, <laughs> look at these clever people. <laughs> yeah, so when I was on the, when, I, when we were on patrol with Ellie and Dina, and they were on horseback, and then the blizzard starts up, and you lose Dina for a little bit, and she's like, Dina? Dina? And I was like, oh, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> Fucking, I got so stressed. And then Dina comes out, and then little did I know, five minutes later, Joel's going to have his head bashed yeah, in. Yeah. And I was like, oh. yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> what? This is what's happening. Blew my mind. Insane. Incredible. Which it was so cool. I immediately, as soon as I, like, yeah, I mean, we've talked about that scene being so crazy. But I mean, it was the visceral reaction, which, like, got me in, again, probably the most impactful scene I've ever seen in the video game. But as soon as it happened, I'm like, fuck yes, let's do this game. <laughs> like, we are, like, an hour and a half in, and Joel's dead. Where the fuck are we going? Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people, and those people very really annoyed me. Got to that point and was like, "This game sucks." I'm going to go on the internet and talk about how bad it is. <laughs> I got to that moment and I was like, "Stoked!" Yeah. I was like, in. I was like, "Let's go kill this next? chick. Let's get it." Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think back at the. I think back to that scene and uh, with I guess the previous previous trailer with where we saw Joel for the first time. The the stair scene and her scene with her PTSD and like those stairs on my second playthrough are just like so scary to me oh, yeah. i don't know like how uh there's i don't i can't think of a word to describe it it's just like ugh, it chills me to the bone like slowly walking down those stairs yeah, yeah i was playing through that today and my heart was racing i i know what's happening like i know what's gonna happen <laughs> and i was still so tense like i'm like oh like, yeah it's just it's tough to explain it's ugh. just a feeling that i've never got from playing a video game in my life me like, neither insane. me neither it's incredible. It's a special, about special a lot of feelings. It is. <laughs> We've talked about a lot of feelings of, like, dread and anger and crying, but we haven't talked about, like, two of the happiest moments that I felt in this entire game, which were her playing Take On Me <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then yeah. her birthday scene. Which yes. you could have missed like, completely. Two, 
if you didn't explore that store. Right? I know. Which is insane. Those were fucking, like, the, zoo the first moment. Good. Yes. The zoo was great. The first moment that I saw, that I heard Joel's voice on her birthday, when you're going to the birthday, right before she mm. swims, and he pushes her in, I... I was like, my smile was so big and I was starting to tear up just because I was so happy to see them together. And it was, yeah. that entire hour was one of the best hours I think of my entire life, which is sad for my life, <laughs> but it's amazing for that game. <laughs> <laughs> but again, but, this is yeah. another this is another strength of what they did with Joel. Joel dying at the beginning of this. I mean, again, Joel's story had kind of been told in a lot of ways, but it made moments like that. Amazing. Like right. just me seeing the simplest, like, they're actually father and daughter now like they, and they're not hiding it they're not embarrassed by it like they're just father and daughter that like I, yeah that that whole like pushing in the lake and everything and then the zoo that's the first time where i was like okay i gotta pause this because i'm crying too much <laughs> <laughs> the the scene in the museum where it, I, I thought it was just so funny where she's like guessing and her first guess is it, is it a dinosaur it's, and I then know. And yeah. she's like, it, it is, is a dinosaur. dinosaur i was like <laughs> oh my god and then when they get i mean this is why i think in a lot of like naughty dog with this game like the gold standard for cutscenes, mm -hmm. like the way they go in and out of them number one number two when they when they both climb into the apollo capsule and she has the helmet on and they go through the whole thing where he gives the gift and he explains like it was hard for me to get whatever and she puts it on she puts the helmet on and then you get like you know she's like she's going through that whole experience of launching even though she's never seen it before she doesn't know really what goes on and then you know she's like shaking and you see like the lights from the buttons and the switches on her helmet it's just so good and like for that moment she's an astronaut what she's always wanted mm -hmm. to be is i mean that that seems specifically like just one of my favorite scenes in any video game of all time just had yeah. so many emotions and what did it for me i'm gonna send you guys a picture you may have noticed it um but in this picture like his like joel's eyes when he's looking at her are like water yeah they're yeah. red and he's like on the verge of crying and i was just oh. like oh my god <laughs> that's what like, i think the was so detail like, that that whole scene was really great because to see at, to see ellie that happy was really awesome but i think what was more impactful for me was seeing joel like yeah. the way that he watched her and the enjoyment that he got from it like His even reaction. when you're in the bathroom making faces in the mirror and you can see him in the reflection <laughs> in the background just leaning against the door frame just like enjoying it and taking it like this is my daughter and I'm doing yeah. this for her birthday. Yeah. How yeah. how much he goes out of his way to get that tape just to have her listen to it in the caps like that's what that's what made uh, you like a little baby. How good is it when she goes into the office and she pretends she's working at the museum and she goes, "Oh, sorry, the dinosaurs <laughs> yeah. are very busy right now." And then she looks <laughs> in and she goes, "Oh, hold on, one of the dinosaurs is here." Oh my <laughs> god! Oh, like, get it? So it's an old joke. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> oh, oh, there's another one that she says to Dina when they go to the synagogue. I heard it today. It was. It made me laugh out loud. I forgot what it was. Something about how bad her jokes are. But yeah, there's just those little, you know, those little lines here and there that just really, you know, drive home the emotional connection that the characters mm -hmm. have, but also just, just scoops you right in and just holds you. De and yeah. you're like, yeah, you're, you're, you're okay. It's okay. When, Even though there's a clicker out here that wants Ellie to says, bite your neck off. <laughs> <laughs> when Dallas says, hey, you want to see something spectacular? And then Ellie says, oh, you're going to point to your face, face aren't you? you? And like, yeah. That was one of the first lines that you see them together. And I was like, God. 
so perfect. <laughs> and when she tells a joke um, about, like, I think the horse is getting sick, you know, what is it? Uh, I'm really bad at remembering the jokes. It's a little, or, yeah, the horse, or what's it? Shimmer is getting sick. It's because she's a little horse. And for a minute there, I thought the horse was really sick. Like, she had me fooled. I was like, oh, no. What's, what's wrong with the horse, Dina? That whole like, oh. section... Yeah, that whole section when they're exploring that part of Seattle, I I I love like as you because you don't have to explore all those buildings. You don't like you said Dallas. Like if you if you don't go in that music store, you miss that whole aha yep. moment. Uh, but like it reminded me of from God of War when you're traveling the Lake of Nine and you're in the boat with Atreus, yeah, uh, and Kratos, and they're telling stories to each other. And then when you get out of the boat, he's like, "Oh, hold on, like we'll save that for later." Same thing happens with Ellie and Dina. You get out of it and you go into a play, and they're like, "Oh, we'll." we'll pay. And then they get back on the horse and they pick up uh, like from where they were left. Like that's so. That's so. It's such a like simple thing to do right. to build the world into like something truly real, and for you to get like to sink even deeper into like these characters' shoes. It's it was so great, and I love that. And their banter was great, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Jerrica. That that the horse joke was great. That was so funny. <laughs> it's gonna piss me off. I'm gonna have How to look up the guitar stuff. Oh, it's amazing. Oh, the joke. You were, yeah, the I joke. gotta look up the joke. I, uh, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> it's gonna piss me off. Yeah, just the simplest banter. Like Naughty Dog just knows how to do just character interactions in such a way that feels believable and it, like never really repeats and like. That uh, probably my favorite section is that was the whole like semi open area with Dina and um, Ellie on the horse. And just like no matter where I rode on that, I never felt like the video game silence like, okay, I've exhausted all the dialogue options. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm going to be riding around in silence. I never really felt like I got there. They were still like coming up saying new things constantly. And it, you know, felt very, very real. Like, that was some of my favorite character development with them was not in a cutscene. It was as I was mm-hmm. riding around on the horse. Mm-hmm. How cool were the illustrations on those trading cards that you were collecting? Oh, yeah. I found those so, I found those so cool. I took so many screenshots of just, like, holding the card because I thought the illustrations were I so, play like, that some card. of them were so cool. Yeah, it, it, it looked really that, that was a lot of fun collecting those. I think Abby got the short end of the stick for collectibles. Like coins was so boring. I guess it fits yeah. her character. Yeah, this is Rhode Island. But oh, it was like so, so like uh, the fact hyped. that she doesn't really care about the coins, but it's because her dad collected them, and yeah. then she continued collecting them after he died. That broke my heart. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like uh, Ellie gets to collect these cool cards, and she <laughs> I get Washington State quarter. <laughs> I was like, I got North Dakota. Yeah. Don't <laughs> <about> this one. <laughs> Um, I want to talk about like where we go from here. Like the end of the game, we see Ellie. She's lost everything. She can no longer play guitar. She leaves it behind. We don't know where. Like, where do you think she's going? What do you think is next in their story? If they're gonna have something, or what do you think you want to happen to these characters at the end? I do like I like um, I know we're referencing kind of funny a lot, but uh, Christine Steimer on um, kind of funny spoiler cast talked about. She pointed out, I mean, I think with this ending, you're supposed to kind of take whatever, whatever, it's a very ambiguous ending. So whatever you think, you know, you're supposed to kind of like um, try to think about it. Uh, I think it's, it's maybe telling that that scene with her talking about uh, forgiving Joel, you know, saying I'm going to try to forgive you 
happens like right before she leaves i think there's reason enough to believe that maybe she's going back to dina and hoping for forgiveness you know like hoping to reciprocate like she realizes she did i mean effectively ellie basically in a much bigger drawn out way did what joel did in the first game like he did something truly terrible for you know in in a with good intentions but something truly terrible and she's done this with dina throwing away that life and i at least like to think that that scene is kind of showing that maybe maybe she's going back there but it's definitely hard to say for sure uh, but abby um neil Druckmann did also confirm though at the end there when you see the boat that boat is in catalina yep. so they made it they made it to where the fireflies were and honestly him saying that like that just made me so happy just i was like yeah there's there's some light abby made it because <laughs> <laughs> that was another moment i'm sorry i know i'm talking a lot but that was a honestly probably one of the moments that was really surprised got me and i was like really getting teary was when abby was on that um the radio call Mm-hmm. And the person said, yeah. "Oh yeah, we're we're here. We'll, we'll, we'd love to have you." She's like, "You're gonna have two more coming your way." Like I was like, "God, I'm just I thought like, I thought when they got jumped outside that it was someone setting them up. You know, when they leave that house, someone I was, was like, listening to the call. Yeah, like and, they're like, and, "Yeah, yeah, come mm-hmm. on, head over." And it was them who, you know, because if they've been in that area, maybe they knew that you know they they put those notes there. You know, that's just my deviousness. I'm like, all oh, these bastards, <laughs> scumbags. <laughs> I think I think I you know I read some impressions and people talking about this story and stuff like under setter and stuff. Um, some people brought that up that they thought it was the uh, Rattlers or whatever they're called yeah. that you know they were talking at their end. But I think I heard remember hearing this too. When, like if you're at the Rattlers headquarters, you kind of listen to what they're saying. They mention up uh, you know they're just on patrol most of the time, and they, they might have just happened to got her or implied that. Yeah. It might have been actually been the a firefly on the other yeah, end of Abby's call. I think it probably was, especially because they asked, you know, they asked who, you know, who you were, or you know, she she mentions that her father was the doctor and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, and they asked about who ran the the, the base there and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it made, it, mm-hmm. I, but at that like instinct when she got out there, I'm like, yes, oh, no, she's she's, she's you yeah. know, she, yeah. finally oh. she'll make it. Like, yes. And then uh, it's just... I think the whole Rattler thing, you're supposed to feel like... As soon as that mm-hmm. happened, that was the point where I was about to say, like, all right, game. I've been <laughs> with this ride the whole time, but we're about to go through a whole nother group of shitty cultists or whatever, yep. and the, our characters are about to go through the mud again. It's like, fuck, I might be done. Like, this is... <laughs> Jesus, I can't, I, I can't take this. But, I mean, it makes sense that just because you travel down south right. doesn't mean that the people are any better. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that there's not going to yeah. be people taking advantage of everyone. Mm-hmm. It makes sense, but, like, after I was literally sitting there with, like, fresh tears still in my eyes, and they're like, boom, punches Liv, and I thought he was dead, oh, yeah. and I was God. about to... <laughs> just, one I thought shot I saw blood on the floor, but I guess it was just, like, a shadow. <laughs> Were under Lev's head. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> so the fact the fact that Abby and Lev did get to the Fireflies, I think, is very powerful. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's you know strong, and that Ellie got them there. I mean, without Ellie, they would have died. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, I'm really surprised, sort of, that she didn't go with them. So I felt like ultimately, like Ellie just wanted to save the world. Um, right. So I don't know. From what I've played and what I know about Ellie, um, I hope that she's let some things go, but I don't know if she would ever be able to let that go. Like, just knowing mm. that 
maybe there's no one else that's immune. Like, I don't really know. Um, If there were to ever be another game, like, I just always see that being something. I mean, it's obvious, but, like, I don't don't know. That's not obvious. That's a beautiful point. I didn't even think about (laughs) that. That makes 100% sense if, you know, maybe she's walking away to say, hey, I'm going to find the fireflies i need to do what i you know she she says it to joel like you you took that from me like i I, my life had a purpose and you took that purpose and now her life has no purpose she goes back home there's nobody there she's by herself she's so she walks off and she goes to find the fireflies and maybe somebody's there that could help you know get that um selfishly like no she's living with dina they're feeding goats (laughs) making goat cheese i don't maybe she has nothing to do with i think (laughs) i think if she was gonna go back there she would have took some of her stuff i think i mean you know obviously neil said that it's they don't have that vision already so who knows you know it's up to interpretation but in my opinion i think she's going off lone i didn't really think she was gonna go find the fireflies maybe that's what she will do that's that's an awesome point but um, yeah, I, I don't think she was going back to find Dina, I, it, it, but it does make sense, you know, when she has that flashback about I'll try to forgive you. Maybe Dina can try to forgive her. Maybe she could work on it, but I don't know. Where is that farmhouse compared to where Jackson is? Do we know that? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. No clue. Yeah, that was maybe I, I like to believe that the... she's on her way, on her way back to Dina. Yeah. Like, and there's not much that she doesn't need, like, that she's leaving behind at that house. Like, she can't play the guitar. She's not going to carry a bed on her back. No, no, no. Like, everything else is pretty much just like, well, yeah. I can leave this shit behind. Well, true, true. She can go she back survived and get with it. what's in her backpack for. I want to know how Dina so. got all the shit out of the house. <laughs> what are they? Do they have yeah. moving trucks? Know, they right? just drive a moving truck up there? <laughs> well, Tommy definitely didn't help with his bum leg and his <laughs> bum oh, face. I, yeah. Yeah. The fucking right. invincible Tommy Stupid can never face. die. Never die. That here. was such Actually, a tense moment when he showed up. I'm like, don't do it, Tommy. Don't God. just be here to say hello. Don't be a dick. Yeah, right. Don't be a fucking dick. And Adina's like bitching yeah. him out on the deck. Like, get the fuck oh, out of that fight when she's like, yeah. <sighs> When she's yelling at him outside, I just felt like I was in the room. Yep. It was so weird. So it felt yeah. like watching like family members fight or something. It, yeah. felt, like, it felt like a very real, it did. like, yeah. yeah. So real. Well, speaking of Tommy, I'm just kind of curious. Um, when you're playing as Abby and you get to the um, pier or whatever and that whole sniper segment, how long did it take everyone to realize that was Tommy that was shooting at you? The very end. Oh, really? Very end. I knew it right yeah. away. I, I didn't know it. I didn't know it. I figured it yeah. out. I was embarrassed about how long it took me. It, yeah, it took me, me a second to re- realize, oh, wait, this is Tommy. Like, just because of the location. I was like, oh, yeah. What? It was when you were running you were running around the um, restaurant, like, literally right before the reveal. That was when it, like, smacked me in the face. I'm like, wait a minute. There's no one else around here. And we already did the sniper level earlier. I was like, fuck, this is Tommy. I was like, why did I not figure this out yeah, earlier? I, I think for me, it was when Manny mentioned he was one guy or whatever. Right. He, just, he was really good. It's like, like, this guy's really that, good. That, that's, there we go. Well, I put the connection so, together when, when you go on the patrol with him. And he lets you use his, yeah. his sniper. You know, and he and he's like mm-hmm. real protective of the gun. And I was like, oh yeah. shit, like this—that's his fucking gun. Like it's a sniper. Like you know, it's got to be Tommy. Like he's out here looking for her anyway. So yeah, I'm sure for some people, one of the parts was when you get into the parking garage and he shoots a car to bring out the clickers and everything. Yeah, because mm. that's yeah. a trick that he showed. Ellie. Still didn't get me. I still didn't. I missed it. If it would have yeah. been a snake, it would have bit me. <laughs> I'm big dumb guy here. I missed that too. <laughs> Totally I, see, I have a curse. I, I like to say, like I'm always trying to figure out shit. 
like I always want to try and spoil shit for myself. <laughs> like even when I'm watching a movie with my wife, I'm like. I'm like, oh, like I, 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 I like to joke with her that I'm from from the future, but only like a minute in the future. Because I can always <laughs> guess shit. She's like, how'd you know that? You've seen this. I'm like, nah, I just, I like, I, I'm just, I can't just watch the fucking movie. I have to try and figure everything out. It's just it's fucking annoying to me, actually. Oh. That's good. So I Dallas, wanted to. How, oh, yeah. go for it, Matt. Go for it. Dallas, how, how, how long extra did it take you just for you looking for collectibles? Uh, like checking every corner. So, thank God you guys told me about the scanning thing because I, 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 my game clock was only thirty-seven hours, which I was surprised by. I don't know what everybody else's was, but I didn't think it was that long. Felt much longer. Um, but I think halfway through the game, you guys told me about the scanning for items thing, and that helped tremendously because I had resource issues. I didn't. I didn't have resource issues because I used everything. I had resource issues because I needed to collect everything. <laughs> like I needed to scavenge <laughs> for everything. Like, and I wouldn't use anything. I was mostly stealthy. I'd use my bow as much as possible so I could pick my fucking arrow back up. I used my knife because I didn't want to run out of shit. Like it's just uh, I'm just weird when I play games. Um, well, yeah, you'll get to a point where you're in the second playthrough where your life's a lot easier because once you max out on supplements, supplements don't show up on the map anymore. Nice. And mm-hmm. the same thing for the parts for your gun. So you'll you'll rest. You'll you'll be less tense yeah. looking for stuff. Yeah, I got um, <laughs> I got there's eight trophies that I didn't get. I missed one safe, and um, I don't know how many. Do do the letters count as artifacts? Are those artifacts? Yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I must have missed a few notes here and there, but um, I think I missed two coins, and I missed one trading card, which was at the very beginning in Jackson before I ever started mm-hmm. like searching for shit. Like, who the fuck would know that one's there? Like, if you didn't know that, <laughs> yeah. you can scan yeah. shit. Like, the one on the on the billboard. Yeah, the like billboard way the off to the corner. corner. I'm like, whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, at that point, you didn't know you were looking for anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bet yeah, they yeah, hoped yeah. that everyone missed that, and that's the one that you everyone had to go back and get. get. Gotta play it again. <laughs> While you're here, you might as well you know, <laughs> play the whole game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No problem. That's happened to me. Yep. Me too. <laughs> I'm curious with the Last of Us TV show coming up, knowing that, that it's coming to HBO, it's Neil Druckmann, it's the showrunner from Chernobyl. Like, do you think that it's going to be able to tell this story? It, and I think it's been confirmed that it is like going to try to tell the story of the games. Like, do you think it's going to tell this story, and who would you want to play Joel and Ellie and Abby? That's a great question. Well, number one, I think that I think that with Neil Druckmann at the helm, I think that it's going to be I, – I have full trust in him. I just want this story to get out to other people in my life that don't play video games. I told you, Chad, that one of the reasons – I mean, I wanted to play the game again, but one of the reasons why I did is because I now I know the beats – and now I know where to s- record my screen <laughs> to save all these like great moments, so I can like rub it in my friends' faces that don't play video games and be like, "Look at what you're Listen. missing. This is a cover of Aha's <laughs> Take on Me, and it's so emotional. <laughs> and you probably don't get it, but it's emotional. Trust me. So I think th- I, it's gonna it's gonna be great for that. Definitely. I still think I have a few friends that I can I can convert and play to, to play video games and play this game specifically. Um, I don't know who I would do for casting. I guess come back to me, or I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try and think about it for a little bit. Does just, anybody else have any? Oh, well, I still just I, I kind of I mean, that's all the right things. The Neil Druckmann's there, the producer um, Chernobyl. I, I still kind of wish that it was a different story in the universe. I still kind of wish that it wasn't just the same story told again. 
because I mean, I, I just worry about it kind of like losing something for at least people who've played the games not being able to like do things, and the fact that these games are already so cinematic. It doesn't. It, it seems like. I don't know. The first one would be easier. This, this this one would I feel like it would be hard to convert into a TV show part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in a mm. in a way. But I mean, yeah. I I just like whenever I heard it, I was really hoping it was like we're gonna learn more about the fireflies or something. But yeah. I, I don't know. That seems as a way to sell systems. <laughs> like here's yeah. the first <laughs> season on HBO. If you want to know what happens next, buy a PS5, 60 frames a second, 4K. <laughs> I picked up The Witcher after watching the series. Like I yeah. put that down a long time ago, and I was like, hmm, this makes me want to play. Yeah. So it works. <laughs> yeah, it works. Both, both are very good with that. Like yeah, but. I mean, obviously, that was telling the novels, but I mean, still, it's yeah, it's a sim. But it's probably going to be really good. And not. I know. wish. I wish it was like some kind of like gritty anime. Like I, would, I'd love an animated like mm. series from this show or this game. That'd be very cool. But I've, yeah. it's still going to be good. Is there a comic I'm just book a sucker for. Yes, for there the first is. One or like a they're great. The first one or something like that. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would love. If it, it's gonna it's gonna happen, so they have to cast somebody. But I think I would mm-hmm. love the girl from Booksmart, the yep. lesbian girl from Booksmart. Yep. That was I think my would pick. Would be a fantastic Ellie. I think she's like nineteen or twenty now, mm-hmm. but I feel like she could play young enough to be young Ellie, and then also be mature enough to play she old. She could Ellie do as both. Well. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a very good one. I haven't seen her. Oh man. Nick Cage is like Joel. <laughs> Nick Cage, oh. Nick Cage is Tommy, no. maybe for real though. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's Vin Diesel with a wig. It's Joel. Both <laughs> <laughs> guys just Vin Diesel. Ellie <laughs> <laughs> uh, Vin Diesel. I don't know. I mean, that's so tough. Yeah, got me stumped. There was a there's a thing about Joel Baker telling um, Joel Baker, Troy Baker telling. Uh, Josh Brolin that I he would be that. honored if he ever played oh. Joel. Hell yeah. I was like, that that's, that's mm-hmm. a pretty good yes. fit. Mm-hmm. I don't think he'd do it. Yeah, though. that's pretty good. Eh, maybe. Is he too big of a star to do an HBO show? No, I don't no, it's think HBO so. and TV is having a renaissance. So yeah. okay, can, fair can fair I enough. pitch you? Can I pitch you on Troll ba- Troy Baker and Ashley Johnson? Yeah, right. I wish because their performances are perfect. Yeah. 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 You can't. I can't. I can't hear Ashley's voice without thinking of Ellie. And I don't think I could see yeah, Ellie. Yeah, I listened to a whole kind of funny podcast that sounded like Ellie was on the it's podcast. Insane, and, yeah. and Greg actually called her Ellie one time. He's like, what do you think, <laughs> Ellie? I mean, Ashley? <laughs> Did, have you guys watched the uh, the Last of Us Live thing that they were talking about in that? Yeah. I, I watched no. it today. And it's, it's so it, good. It's, it's amazing. Like, to, to watch them just act. You know, I, I, I haven't really seen much of Ashley's work. So I don't know how good of an actress she is. But she was... They were... And does Troy have a voice changer when he plays Joel? Like, because when he was on that podcast, he didn't sound like Joel at all. I mean, compared to what Ashley sounds like. But he's also played the Joker. I mean, the dude can just have a voice change. He must just change his voice a little. God. Yeah. Yeah, It's crazy. I mean, like, Ellie is basically Ashley Johnson's just Mm -hmm. normal voice. I mean, it works. Yeah. Wonderfully. It's perfect. It's perfect. Laura Bailey is the same way. Like, it's funny to think she also voices. I don't know if you've ever seen the animated show Shin Chan. Nope. No. Well, look it up. That's Laura Bailey. It's going to really blow your mind that she's the voice of Abby as well. It's like this, uh, like, eight year old boy living in Japan that farts on people. (laughs) 
and then you have Abby. <laughs> I didn't so, realize that um, Mel was Ashley Birch. I didn't really think it sounded like I didn't, Ashley Birch yeah, to me. Until I, I, didn't that that either. I hate I hated Mel. Did anybody else hate Mel? I didn't hate I didn't like her. I just I didn't I, I didn't was, mind her getting stuck. She's my least favorite character just because I thought she was stuck up. Yeah, she just yeah. seemed like a total like uh, I don't want to sound like Such that. Such a drag. Yeah, like, Come on, Mel. But you know, just let Owen and I totally bang then... and get the hell out of the picture, would you? <laughs> <laughs> but that totally then it lends more believability to the fact that Owen felt like he loved Abby, but he had to be with Mel, and Mel's not great. <laughs> she's a bitch. Yeah. But she's got my kid in her belly, so <laughs> yeah. like he was gonna leave her, wasn't he? He's there like, was definitely multiple I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk about you. There's multiple times where you kind of forget you're playing a zombie game and it feels like you're playing a teen romance <laughs> novel when he's like, okay, listen, I know this is a fucking mess, but I but I want to be with you. <laughs> we can make this work. We can move to California, me, you, and my pregnant girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> the baby, it's fine. Well, <laughs> oh, man. well, do you guys have any last thoughts you want to throw out there about The Last of Us Part 2? Anything we haven't touched oh, on that you're dying to talk about? I, I'm just interested. Who? If I know, I know how Matt and and Chad feel about the uh, Final Fantasy VII because we kind of talked a lot about it when we played through it. Do you think this is game of the year compared to? I mean, I don't know what else would be in the running right now, but is it better? Did you enjoy? I don't want to say enjoy because you can't really enjoy this game, I guess. But um, it's, right, it's not fun. Yeah. It's the least fun game I've ever played. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. And compared to Final Fantasy VII, um, which I, I had a blast the my- entire time playing. I will say my two cents and then exit the conversation because I am uh, completely I, uh, biased. Yep, I know you too. So. Because Final Fantasy VII is my favorite game of <laughs> all time. time right? So obviously that's going to be my game of the year. Blast of Us Part Two is a better game. It, I mean, it's straight up, it is a better game. But obviously, Final Fantasy VII, well, it, it's just it a, not a fair. Is it a better game, game or is it a better story? Game, I mean, yeah, includes better story. Right, right, I, it's a better story. It's very def- definitely more relatable. If I was talking, if I was like b- being like buttoned up critic, and I'm just talking about like reviewing this critical, p- you know, like from a, <laughs> right, right. like putting all my biases out of the out of the way, I'm like, yeah, Final Fantasy VII remake has a lot of flaws. I'm, I'm especially I'm playing through it a second time with my sister who knows nothing about Final Fantasy VII, so she's not like obsessed with every little like environment and detail like I was. Yeah. And as I was playing through it, I was like, yeah, this chapter's kind of filler. And then we get to another point. I was like, yeah, this kind of <laughs> didn't need to be there. But I realized playing through it a second time just how much there is of that whereas i think last of us part two i I do think it overstays its welcome sometimes but for the most part everything in this world was like crucial and it's just so jam-packed i mean like i said it's a better game even if i am biased (laughs) or whatever i'm sure jeff i'm sure the fabius seven is not gonna hold hold over this to you but maybe i'm wrong i don't know i don't know i, I do love an, anime bullshit <laughs> 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 but plenty of that. i don't know it's gonna be hard uh you're gonna have to do it on the no, nerds, no, I, on the nerds <laughs> at large gaming podcast comes out every monday i will i will and i'm sure cyberpunk's gonna be in the running yep. and psychonauts too but hey that's time that's january just problem <laughs> okay <fair enough>. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Is everyone else, uh, is everyone else Last of Us Part Two is their game of the year oh, right now? 100%. I imagine hundred percent Last of Us <laughs> yeah, Part Two, definitely. Unless they can combine Animal Crossing with this somehow, where <laughs> Dina and Ellie are on a farm, they have a house, and they get to visit their neighbors and like collect clothes. I just yeah, Chad would love that's that what game. I want. Started you. Let's I go. Hate that. Have two people in there and just <laughs> yeah. dress them up as Ellie and Dina. That's what I do. There you go. 
That's the only yeah. way you'd get me to come back to Animal Crossing, though. Yeah. <laughs> Animal Crossing would be actually the scars, and you like uh, <laughs> you sacrifice people. <laughs> Chad, how about? All right. How about this gen PlayStation exclusives? Oh, that's a good question, Dallas. It, I was I was thinking about this between mm-hmm. this and God of War because God of War right now is my favorite game of all time. Period. Yeah. Let alone mm-hmm. just PS4. And while I think this one does have an incredible story and technical achievement, I just think that the gameplay of God of War makes it still my favorite game. Last of Us Part Two is maybe my favorite piece of media of all time, mm-hmm. but God of War is my favorite video game. I think. Cool. It was a fun game to play. Look, God, yeah. it was fun. God of War, yeah. Oh, yeah. God of War, it's fun. <laughs> this how did, this uh, one's definitely over God of War for me. I love God of War to death, but God of War did not make me feel the emotions that I felt. It made me feel a lot of emotions, but the roller coaster that this game was, yeah, it's uh, kind of yeah. the only like similar game that I think, like honestly, I think the only two games that are above this on my all-time list is Red Dead Redemption Two yes! and Zombies Ever Remake. Nailed it. I think those are the <laughs> only two games that are so above it. <laughs> the only that. other game that I fucking cried. <laughs> so, I mean, I love God of War. God of War was my 2018 game of the year, but I didn't finish Red Dead until after that. So Red Dead is mm. the best game I've ever played, and I cried harder at oh, the ending good. of that game than I've ever cried in my life. And I have a son, so like I would. You know, being a father and God of War, like that was, I had high emotional connection to that, but still, Red Dead and this, I think, are way more emotional. Okay, Jeff, note we have Dallas back on for a re spoiler cast of Red Dead Redemption 2. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's, let's, let's do it. I'll talk for another three hours. Well, as far as PS4 exclusives go, I'm trying to think through it as far as what would be my favorite before this. I think Last of Us Part 2 is my favorite. But it's probably like Astrobot Rescue Mission because I'm one of those weirdos that, <laughs> that had Astrobot above God of War that year. It's a great, incredible. Game. Well, what about nobody? <laughs> it's a good ass game, but it's a good game. Nobody's uh, got any love for Spider Man. I mean, not love, but like, is Spider Man up there on anybody's <laughs> list? Spider Man was great. I I loved oh, playing. Yeah, I, I like. just love the shit out of that game. But I don't think it. I don't think it's on the level of this or God of War. And that's and that's like such a shitty thing I know, to say right? for such an amazing game. game. How like, good is Spider Man? The end of it's... everybody played Spider Man here. Like, can we yeah. can, can we talk about? Okay, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, the end when you find out that Doc Ock had known that he was Spider Man all along and he still didn't care and he was still trying to kill him. It's like fuck. It's like like such a <laughs> gut punch. Like that was amazing. Yeah. And and like. But it just is not on the same level. Like God War is maybe just a smidge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just feel like this game had about nine of those moments for me. (laughs) And there were no times in Spider Man where I literally had tears like dripping onto my shirt, (laughs) (laughs) like visibly on my shirt. For sure, the pictures to prove it. Because they spared you the Uncle Ben death scene. But they give you on May. Right. I, I, it has to be. It has to be Last of Us too. I think for me. I. Yeah. I, it, I mean. It, it maybe like it's like it's so tough because God of War was such an. I played God of War for the first time this year. I beat it earlier this year, and it was such an amazing experience. Like the combat. And again, like I'm not a sneaky, sneaky <laughs> video game player. I, I in Destiny two, I use a a a, ch, uh, a mini gun and a chest piece <laughs> that lets me so I don't have to reload. I don't even want. I'm so lazy. I don't even want to reload my guns. I just wanna. I just wanna shoot until the clip is empty. So. Like God of War, throwing around my Leviathan axe and swinging around the Blades of Chaos is like is like I mean it's it's amazing to me. So, but I mean this it was such a masterpiece. Last of Us Part Two, it just 
I mean, it left me with nothing, and then I did it again, and it left me with even less. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank you guys for joining us for our spoiler discussion. Uh, I'm going to make one more round of everybody so you can pimp your stuff, let everyone know where they can find <laughs> you, follow you, and how they can interact. Uh, Jerrica, go for it. Hi, we have, uh, me and my co-host Kayla have a great gaming podcast, JK Games. Jerrica, Kayla, get it? JK Games. Yeah. Oh. We are so oh, clever. Shit. Good God. Um, so, yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at JK Games Podcast. Also on Instagram, we, ha- we are very lively on there because I guess that's where the kids are at. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> at JK Games Podcast on Instagram as well. Matt, where do people find you? You can find me at Matt from RI on Twitter. That's probably the best place to find all the stuff that I do, which is basically just talk with you guys, <laughs> talk with everybody that's in, that's in this yeah. discussion. So, I mean, you can, we can all just talk to each other and it'll be great. But also, Average <laughs> Nobodies is a podcast that I do with a few other of my friends. It's not video game centric, but it's still a lot of fun and we, we try to keep it light and fun. So, check us out everywhere where you find podcasts. Dallas. Me. Oh, all right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, what is it, Dad? D Smitty Games. What, what is it? D Smitty Games now Sorry. on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I don't have a podcast, but I am like the uh, what is it? The, the always the bridesmaid, never the bride, or whatever it is. I'm just always the guest. <laughs> always a guest. Always a guest. Never a host. So can't find me anywhere else. But I'm in, as a guest. I love it, Jeff. Uh, you can find me and this boy right here um, at Nerds at Large. Um, the nerds at large on Twitter, right? Yep. Nerds at large gaming. Or nerds at large. No underscores here. No. <laughs> nerds at large on YouTube, on podcast services, and all that. We got a game podcast. We got a separate spoiler cast feed. Yeah, bunch of fun stuff. We do a bunch of gameplay stuff on YouTube. Um, we have like a new series where me and Jeff go back and forth, just challenging each other to a new video game every week. Like the loser has the challenge, and it's pretty fun and wacky. And we have twitch.tv slash nerds at large gaming where we like do reactions and other streams we're streaming super mario rpg right now chat we've been <gasps> yes, very s- dope we're very close to the end yeah, of it. we've been very slow about it but yeah we're yeah. getting close <laughs> but we're, getting, we're getting there it's a real good game so yeah check us out and there's always gaming podcast posts every monday where we will certainly probably do a whole another last of us podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good time I love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, Obviously, if you're listening to this, you've played the game. Go ahead and post your favorite parts in a spoiler-free area, which would, or in a in a spoiler-contained zone, which would be like the comments of a spoiler video, or like in a DM. But don't you dare tweet at us and ruin this for anyone else. (laughs) Uh, Thanks so much. We'll see you for our regular episode later this weekend. Bye.